We would like to welcome y'all to the podcast where we share stories of redemption inspired by the scripture Psalms 107 and 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Come on. Introducing to you is your host, Preston Pizzo, the messenger, and my brother. And I'm Dennis to society, y'all. Come on. Yeah, so thank y'all so much for tuning in today. Uh, we got a special guest with us today, uh, a man who needs no introduction because the Lord already knows his name. Come but on. Uh, I would like to introduce y'all to Brother Eric Beecher. Um, man, this is a man that I truly admire. I admire his faith. Yes. I admire his heart for people. Yes. And he is a prime example of a godly husband, Come on. a godly father, and a godly friend. Amen. Um, and he's literally like one of the most intentional people persons i've ever met in my life so without further ado this is brother eric beecher how you doing brother good thanks that man that was a that was an honoring introduction <laughs> come on because you're a man of honor bro come on. Man, I, straight I, I, like really, that, that was glad to have you bro yeah yes. yeah how you doing today good yeah i'm excited about this yes as are we so um would you do us a favor and kind of introduce yourself uh after that honorable introduction yeah i mean i don't know how i can <laughs> follow that actually that's i really like that you said the lord knows his name Come on. i was thinking about that not too long ago but <clears throat> you know there's like a nine billion people in the world i don't know my son was telling me there's nine billion people but uh and the, every every one of them has a name Come and on, that true. the lord you know he knows our name mm. and even the fact that you know our parents gave us a name um, however they chose that right that the lord knows that perfectly and he knows us and so that was just encouraging Amen. to me yeah Amen. the lord does know our names yeah so, yeah my name is eric eric beecher um i am a husband and a father i've got two kids 10 year old and a seven year old um i work in oklahoma city i, I work in uh, um, at oklahoma city community college we help people get their GEDs and mm. also help people um, improve their English so they can get jobs and go to college and things like that. Wow. That's good. That's amazing. And so how long have you been doing that? Um, so they call that adult education or adult basic education. That, that would be anyone's second chance education, like they dropped out in high school for whatever reason. And then also um, those, uh, those students who need to improve their English in order to get into a career or to go to college. And so I've been in adult ed for about seven years, and then before that, um, just working, teaching English as a second language in a university setting. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Hey man. Yeah, that's good, man. I definitely think that that's like a grant, like grounds to, to definitely also, I, and just knowing you, I know that those leave grounds for you to be able to minister as well yeah. uh, uh, to the lost, man. Yeah, I mean, you just think about just that <clears throat> type of population that's like, First of all, for whatever reason, whatever circumstance they were in, they left school, whether that's family, whether that's finances, or just, you know, they just weren't motivated. Or if they were, you know, stuck in addiction or um, trouble with the law or things like that. Right, lots of things that could happen. Yeah. They, and they say, I want to come back. I want to, you know, they're ready. And so it seems yeah. like their hearts are, are primed for, you know, change at some level. And it was so cool. Even just the other day, um, there was um, just in our hallway, I heard this guy just sharing the gospel with a, another student. And I was like, man, this is kind of creeping up on him and, and wow. listening in, praying over him and stuff. Cool. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of hungry people. Yes, that's awesome. beautiful. 
So, brother, you mentioned uh, hearts being primed. I want to know when was your heart primed? I want to know your redemption story, brother Eric. What, yeah, okay. is, what does that look like? All right. Well, I'm 38 years old, so I'm going to go back. No uh, way. You don't look at it at all. Not, not even the, the no. white in the beard. No, no, no. Uh, so go back 20 years for me. Um, actually, I can go back when I was a, a little kid. I was eight years old or so. My sister started following Jesus. She's a really smart uh, lady. And, um, you know, she read a lot when she was a kid. I mean, she learned how to read when she was like four, four or five. And so she was reading Bible stories and she started following Jesus. And she said, um, just as a big sister, it's like, you need to know, you need to follow Jesus. You need to get baptized. And I was like, okay, what is, you know, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, if you say so, because I trusted her and I loved her. Amen. So that happened to me when I was about nine and I started going to, we were in a, in a church and it was just kind of normal uh, to go to church. It was, you know, people, I, I didn't, there wasn't anything that was, uh, that I was opposed to. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Uh, people are nice. Like this man Jesus that we talk about or these Bible stories they seem cool I didn't, I didn't have any like opposition in my heart mm-hmm. as I grew up as I got older um, just matured from a nine-year-old boy into kind of adolescence and high school age I, I remember still thinking about the Lord and like oh what's he like what's heaven like um, understanding evil at some level too and so I felt like you know had a, a relationship with the Lord as much as you could as a nine-year-old yeah. And, you know, without nothing against, you know, the people that I went to church with, but there's just like discipleship just looked different. It was, yeah. hey, yeah. it's like going to school. You it's just, kind of like the norm to you. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just, you go to school and you hope you learn. And so you get sent to church and, you know, the people hope that these kids turn out okay. Well, yeah. It's right. not, not a ton of intentionality. Um, and I just think that's, you just don't know what you don't know. Type yeah. Thing. So uh, we did things like retreats and stuff like that, and we um, like with our youth group. And so we went to this summer camp when I was uh, 16 years old. And when I was, so I was like, I was getting ready to go into um, my senior year of high school. So 10th and 11th grade, I just really got into things of the world and friends. That I was like, you know, where do I fit in? Uh, what's my uh, you know, I wasn't like avid in sports, so it wasn't. You know, I still played, had fun, but it wasn't like, like where's my, you yeah. know, how do I fit in? What group of people? Yeah. And you know, things of the world like partying, things like that, you end up fitting in in like every circle because yeah. everybody, and at least in my high school, like everyone wants to party. Yeah, and so, everybody liked to party. I was about so, to say, like, yeah, that was ours too. Really? So you yeah. end up in these places like, oh, you know, there's people, uh, you know, from basketball team, football team, chess team, whatever. Like, just everybody's around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the commonality was, you know, partying. Party. <laughs> so I thought, I was like, and this is cool, you know, you know, you, you feel connected, accepted. Um, and then you can escape whatever reality is true, through, true. through um, you know, drugs and alcohol. And so that was, you know, that was kind of my story in 10th and 11th grade. Went to this camp and, um, and just encountered the Lord, like the love of God in a way that I never had before. Like really he met me. Um, and it was one of those situations where you're like, I don't know, you know, what was going on, who was talking, what music was playing. It was just, God touched my heart. And really, with the fear of the Lord, like, this is who I am, and this is how much I love you. Come and on. so everything else was like, oh, the things that I was, I thought acceptance came from yeah. is actually not true at all. And just repented and um, 
and said, all right, like, my life is going to be for you, whatever that looks like. And I didn't know what that looked like. Yeah. I, you know, I just said, you just you know, said yes. I said yes. And I was like, if I want, if I'm going to be a janitor, um, then that's, that's cool. I'll, I'll do that. And just love Jesus. Uh, the counsel that I got was like, oh, you know, you need to go to college and go to a Christian college. And I don't even know what a Christian college, where they are. And, so that kind of kind of changed. That was my journey. Was the Lord encountered me in, um, in a powerful way, and that and I just started. I mean, just hungry and thirsty for the Word and for His presence. Yeah. And it marked me, and I ended up losing a lot of friends in high school because of that. But I didn't care too much. Um, actually, He just filled my heart with compassion for people. Filled my heart with um, yeah, just some boldness to uh, to share what God had done in my life. I was like, Oh, He can do that in your life too. And so. That was kind of how I came to the Lord um, about 20 years ago or so. That's amazing, man. I love that. I love that. And the fact that, you know, it kind of happens naturally once, you know, God touches your heart and then you start to hunger for the things of God. Like, like, it's not like you have this, these bad breakup with your, your current friends. It's just kind of like, he kind of cuts them away naturally or they kind of, Y'all difference and interests uh, and interest now kind of like causes you to go a different route and them to go yeah. uh, the same route they were on, I guess. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, but and I can I can attest to that too because the same thing happened to me, man. So and, and it's going to happen to all of us. And one thing that I would love to to mention in the midst of that is that it's well worth it True. because like in the beginning when we feel that pain you know of of calling somebody and realizing that they're not going to pick up the phone no more cuz they're distancing distancing themselves from you because of the conviction that they feel yeah. you know of of the change the of of our hearts it's very well worth it even though you know those growing pains don't feel good one of those one of one thing that I've learned as we continue to grow um, is that eventually those will be people that you may not ever have a relationship again with um because yeah. there's some people like that 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 is that's you know uh that that happened to me and then you also have um to where you position yourself to be able you position yourself to be able to be there for people you know that's asking that's crying out for help later yeah you know whether if it's something that you can just see through the spirit spiritual lenses or if they picked up the phone because they feel comfortable you know with calling and and, and finding confidence in in the god that you serve yeah you know to be able to help them through their problems so i, I always thought that that was a dope situation um in transition it, it it looks ugly and it feels ugly in the beginning yeah it feels it can feel kind of lonely too and i think too the what you're really wanting so i have two younger brothers and you know in this when this happened in my life the, the people that i wanted to come with me the most were my brothers yes I, I really and then you know some close friends that i had too but i wanted my brothers like he is actually so good like he's so merciful he's mm-hmm. so kind he's so powerful um, he's good and we get to pursue him together and so they didn't get you know when they were kind of rejected coming with me that, that really did hurt yeah um, but like you're saying it's uh, like continuing to pray and be patient and, because he's patient the Lord's patient yes right yeah long suffering for sure 
I, I was about to say, I'm always reminded, you know, about how he was with me. Because right. it's like, dude, I, I ran. It's like just going back to lifestyle. In 2012, I felt God tugging with my heart, you know. And I really didn't know that that was the beginning of him speaking to me. You know, it's really one of those situations to where it's like, okay, I was sitting in the room. Um, and I, if I'm real, I was smoking, you know, getting high, you know, whatever. And and it was so, so weird because growing up in church, I still questioned a lot of things because I did. I ain't going to say that I didn't see that solid foundation, but but as Christians, if we're not careful and if we're not fully for God, it will raise an eyebrow to those who are, you know, looking from the outside, looking in. Absolutely. And, and that's how it was for me. And and so I'm, I ask God, if you real show me, and I just remember this is the first time that I've ever felt his presence. Like like the, the feel in the room just shifted and I got up and left. I was like, yo, I don't know what that was, but I'm out of here. You know, and then from that moment, I never asked that question ever again in my life. And but for two, you know, I started realizing I started feeling like um, Jonah, you know, what I mean, because it's like I could feel God tugging. I could feel God telling me to surrender. Yeah. But I kept running. And me and Dominique, my wife, we started going through some of the, the hardest times in our life. You know, some of the most uncertain times of our life of not knowing what's next yeah and um and then he ended up you know just coming in you know and so it's like it's got in that process god reminds me how long it took you know for me to for that light bulb to flash you know in my head and i could he he reminds me that i gotta continue to be patient for those as well because their time frame may not be two years it could be longer and it could be less but continue to just be faithful to the calling that we have yeah and even the, just the mercy of god you know we probably heard lots of stories where people cry out to him and say if you're real you yeah know, show me yeah if you're real do this get me out of the situation or, yeah. or whatever and i think that is a response of the lord already touching, tugging on our heart but if you think about it we're like all right, God of the universe, the one who created everything I see. Yeah. Like, show up or I'm not going to, you know, that's right. pretty arrogant to yes. ask Come on. God, hey, if you're real, then prove it. Yeah. And like, he's not offended by that. At all. You know, he said, oh, I love patient. you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do something to, to help you. And you're like, okay, all right. And, you know, he's just so, so patient with us. Come on. Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. So, um, my next question to you, brother, e would be, um, so within your testimony, what are some of the main details you remember in the Lord's pursuit of you that maybe you didn't realize in the middle of it? But looking back, you can say now, like, wow, that was God, like things that just kind of, you know, that kind of happened and you, you kind of wrote it off maybe. And then but now looking back in hindsight, you like, wow, God was really after me. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm i going to so I'll jump into post-believing too because I think he still continues to pursue us he still continues to run after us when we don't realize it um and so I'm I'm gonna go into um yeah for sure during high school just protecting me I mean protecting me being in some shady situations I'm like what was I doing there and looking back and like what was I thinking and then the Lord's like I was protecting you I had something for you 
and just being so thankful for that because you know whatever that might be you know whether that's get behind the wheel when you shouldn't have or whether yeah. that's like you know going to a place you shouldn't have gone to and just like his mercy and his kindness that led me to repentance and protected me but Amen. then I'd say you know once I was once I got married um I was you know Allison and I my wife Allison we were you know we ended up living overseas for a while right. and um and you know some of the things that I started noticing living overseas was I didn't that I didn't realize was that I want to pursue the Lord, but I had these like insecurities of like I'm not good enough to do this. Like, what am I doing here? Like, and I know we all face that in whatever kind of assignment that the Lord gives us. Like, what am I doing this for? Like, I'm you know I'm not equipped to do to do this. I'm not strong enough to do this. Right. And so we start quickly thinking that we do things on our own and mm-hmm. we don't do them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I didn't realize that that was kind of what was going on in my own heart. And so my response to that was, um, you know, having to perform at some level. Yeah. And I'm going to say specifically in my marriage. So if I, if I was like, man, if I was feeling inadequate as a husband, I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to kind of prove my love to Allison? Or what do I need to do to kind of, um, you know, if she's disagreeing with me on something, what do I need to do to kind of combat that? Like, all right, maybe I'll do some more dishes or maybe I'll like... Mm-hmm. Performance, um, performance, performance yeah. or I'll, I'll give in to kind of some insecurities that she's going through, or um, you know, if I know that she's like, "Hey, we, I, I want to go do this thing," I'm like, oh, "If I say no to that, you know, it's and just some some insecurity and some unworthiness that I was feeling." And so that unworthiness, um, kind of, for like ten years, would play itself out in just feeling insecure about certain things that I was doing. Um, in the ministry wide, like, okay, language or, you know, sharing the gospel with somebody yeah. or in some sort of discipleship situation. And I could see the Lord, like, uh, using my words, using my actions, like in hindsight, looking back, mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, like I learned a language so that I could share the gospel with that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I did share the gospel with that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did like meet together with these people. Oh, like, just you look back at your life and you see, oh, that's the Lord's work. Yeah. And so you think it's your work, especially if you're, you don't think you're doing a good job at it. You're like, oh man, I need right, to get better right. at this. But he's like, no, no, that's my work. Trust me with that. And it all kind of came to a head for me um, just a couple years ago, three, four years ago, when I just felt like, man, what? I was like, just asking the Lord, just keep doing the work in me. Just like, keep, you know, keep redeeming me. Let me be the one, you know, Psalm 107 too. Let, let that just keep, uh, let me keep saying so. Let me keep saying amen to what amen. you're doing. I was like, is there anything else? Is there anything else deep in me? And uh, this was after like a weekend of just like worship and prayer. And so I was just all pumped up. I was like, yeah, Yeah. just (laughs) dig it all out of me, whatever, you know. And that's one of those same prayers, like show me your real type thing. When you ask that, he's like, okay, I'm coming after that. So he just revealed in me, I had a lot of guilt and shame from my past. And so that was kind of the reason for a lot of these moments through my Christian walk of like, I'm not good enough. I'm, I mean, I feel guilty. I feel shame because yeah. when I did call on the Lord and failed, like, so college for me, there's, um, there's a couple situations that happened in college. I was like, I felt really guilty about a uh, one was like with a, you know, I had a, a girlfriend, um, or two girls that I kind of dated through, through college yeah. and then like, didn't do anything, uh, you know, wasn't unfaithful before marriage in that sense, but, 
you know, went as far as I could. And yeah. um, so that happened in college after, you know, I'd already been you know, running hard after the Lord. And then, um, you know, a couple times I, I drank too much too in college. And I was like, okay, drunkenness and sexual immorality. I was like, how can... Yeah. Like, how can I do that and yeah. still call on the Lord? Like, so I was feeling guilty yes. about yeah, the, so he, he brought it up. Yeah. He was like, I've forgiven you of that, but you haven't forgiven yourself. Of it. Oh, come on. And so he brought me back to those, a uh, couple of those situations. I was like, oh, wow, that's the reason why, you know, the past eight years of my life, when I'm thinking about messing up and serving the Lord, the enemy is the one saying, oh, yeah, yeah that's because you did this. That's because yeah. you did that. And so he really set me free from that. Yeah. yeah. He really set me free from that. Um, and I got to look back and say, oh, all those times where I was serving the Lord, doing things like what you guys are doing right now. Yeah. Like, it, those were, oh, those are from him. They weren't my own, like, right. the things that I wanted to do or the things that I thought I was doing to make him happy. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. That definitely did, bro. And I love the fact that you touched on, you know, the fact that you you felt like you needed to perform. And, you know, if your performance wasn't good enough, then, you know, it wouldn't be accepted by God. And and then you touched on, like, feeling unworthy because of of past sins. Like, I I know there's a lot of people listening that that can, you know, may feel the same way. And, And the truth is that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Like, if you are in Christ, you are... A new creation, like so. Yeah, yeah. and the, you know there is evil at work still in us. It and is. And yeah. I think the beauty of um, no condemnation is like Christ's blood covers our sins, past, present, and future. Man. And when we put our faith Praise in God that truth, that. then He 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 forgives us and heals us. But it's the enemy, Satan's the one who's always like, "Oh no, you." You know why would why would he want you? Because mm-hmm. you and I think the biggest thing for Christians is like you call yourself a Christian and yeah. you did that and you're like yeah and then we quickly say yeah yeah if I'm you know Christian should be perfect nah. and you know the Lord just over and over is like I don't call you perfection I call you just submission come on and right. So like, all right go after that right and my son is the perfection yes. whom, whom yeah. you've accepted like mm-hmm. he you he had you have his imputed righteousness yeah. like, come on. And his heart now, too. And his spirit. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) I also want to say, too, man, one of the biggest things that you said is that God forgave you, but you didn't forgive yourself. And one thing that I just pray that the listeners continue to remember that if God forgave you, you got to make room to forgive yourself as well. Right. So you can continue to have a clear conscience to serve the Lord well Come yeah. on. and moving forward in what he's called you to do. Yeah, because that, that unworthiness is actually pride. Yes. Because I say, no, Jesus, your blood is not powerful enough to forgive me. Wow. It's not, um, it's know, heavy. Not, wow. Yeah, it's not, it's not good enough to forgive that sin. Wow. And I say, so I have to stay kind of in this state of beating myself up. Or I, I got to kind of put myself in this little prison to... Like, oh, wait, just let me beat myself up a little bit. Let me get everything back to normal. And then I'll come back into your presence and you'll accept me. It's like, no, that, that you're telling me the blood of Jesus isn't worth it. Man. Hey, and that's a harsh reality, bro. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you put it like that because yes. that's, that's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah, it's something that, that if we're not in his presence daily, we can allow to truly um, be a stumbling block in our life. Right. And, and, and really, you know, discourage us, you know, to the point to where, you know, it'll take us a while to get back where we need to be. So I do love how you, yeah, 
That was beautiful. Right, right, man. What is your biggest challenge in your faith journey, and what are you learning from it? Mm, that's a good question. My biggest challenge, I'd, I'd say daily, um, the biggest challenge is believing who he says he is, cool. who he says I am. And I think there's probably intentionality in that. There's yeah. a reason for that, I think, in this broken world because of sin and evil that that is a reality. Like, this is what God says in his word about me and about who he is. But this is what everyone else says. And so it's it's so contrasting with, the, with what we see just every day that you're like, oh, maybe is that true? Is that not? And so um, I'd say the challenge to, to wake up every day and enjoy say oh thank you I love you and you love me like this is wonderful and this is who you say I am this is who you are and like verbalizing that like really prioritizing the the relationship that he has purchased for us because this I mean this is a big investment for him and so I want to see myself the way he sees me amen bro that's beautiful it is man and I think you know you're not gonna feel you're not gonna feel his presence every time you you get up in the morning and you know or not every waking moment throughout the day, but that's that's it's, that's so true. You gotta believe who he says he is. Yes. And I think that's so it's so important. That's why it's so important to just stay in the word daily, man. Because in that word, that's who you that's that's mainly how he affirms who he is. Like, and you get that affirmation of who he is by reading his word daily cool. yeah and yeah a little little nugget that I've been using the past few years is um, I took it from a different guy um, he, he would look he would read the word and he just says this simple phrase like oh thank you God thank you show me more Man. and so whatever truth he reads about God and if, you know if you pick something like as the father loves me that's how much I love you like to John 15 9 he's like oh thank you God just something small yeah and then Show me more, and then just give space to the Holy Spirit to show, Man. to take you deeper in that, and just like doing that through the word. Every time we see a truth about God or truth about us, oh, thank you. I'm an heir with Christ. Thank you. I don't know what that fully means, but show me more, and just acknowledging that. And so, yeah, taking a little bite sizes that He gives you, yeah, until you know you full, you you understand it at a deeper level. Yeah, that's good, bro. Um, man, so I had a. A quick memory I wanted to bring up between us three, like when uh, Preston, you had that event in Jay, Oklahoma, yeah, and uh, and so we rolled down to Jay, Oklahoma to the Rehabilitation Center, and, Come on. and uh, you know you you performed for them, and of course your heart your heart behind the performance was seeing people come to Christ, yes, and brother Eric, you you came along with us that time, and you brought not only your wife Allison, but, but you brought kids. you brought the kiddos too, yeah. man. Lucas and Kyra, and they're not even, you know what I'm saying, they're not even teenagers yet. How old are they? Uh, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Come on. So, man, one thing that never ceases to amaze me, bro, is, like, how ready they are to yes, get involved bro. with the things of God. Like, Come on. Like, every time I'm looking up, you know, whether we out ministering in the streets, you know, of Oklahoma City uh, to the homeless or, you know, they're at an event like that. They're quick to come and pray for the broken and the hurt, bro. And that's something that always, like, 
like I'm like man it's inspiring, I, it's inspiring. Yes. And I want I want my son to bro tell me about to, it yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> you gotta tell me about it bro cause whatever I wanna know like like what what can you tell us about training up our little ones man yes. in the faith that's good uh, cause whatever you what have, what have the Lord shown you in that because whatever you and Allison are doing man whatever, whatever he's showing y'all bro it's, yeah. it's working bro yeah. <laughs> praise God yeah, yeah glory to God glory, yeah really he He's so good. I I would say so. Uh, there's there was a big shift probably about two years ago. Um, so both of my kids are um, they've professed to follow Jesus and they're baptized. And so that's like a, a starting point, I think. Yeah. Um, so before that, just earnestly praying for them yeah. and inviting them into every moment that you want to go into. So if you know you and your wife are praying together you know consistently or not if you're whatever you're doing to pursue jesus you just hey bring them into it and what they start to see this this is just kind of my experience is what they start to see is what jesus one is real to my dad and to my mom and he's beautiful to my dad and mom like he is actually like they want to know they see something about this man jesus christ that that is lovely and majestic and powerful and so just think of like your, your best friend and like if you had a best friend that you wanted to spend all this time with you'd probably talk about him or you'd you know if your kids saw you around that person they'd probably be you know kind yeah. towards that person They're like oh yeah that's my dad's friend oh yeah like um and so just like with that heart of that we have to follow jesus like, hey jump in on this like hey come yeah. you know yeah, we're, we're gonna pray you. yeah and so right. they, they're like well i don't know who he is but then when when um the spirit of god touched their hearts because we you know we like i said we lived overseas and there was this moment a few years back where we were alice and i were praying it's like man i don't there is no like apart from the work of the spirit touching my kids lives and touching their hearts they're not going to believe I can't assume that just because they're in this environment that yeah. they're just going to grow up and like, yeah, they love Jesus. No, they're just as lost as my Muslim friend yeah. in Turkey. Yeah. I mean, wow. they, like, there's no difference just because they're under my roof. And so I need to plead for their salvation just like I would for my, my friend in Turkey. And so that was kind of like the beginning part of like the humility starting to set in us. Of like, oh, and the reality that we don't do, like we don't, you know, oh yeah, they're going to, believe because we believe mm-hmm. but really pressing in and asking the god adding, asking god for mercy and then like i said bring them into things and so once they were baptized and there was for me it was like hey you guys said you're back i mean you said yes to jesus here's yeah. what it looks like let's go yeah, yeah. and so it kind of challenged them to say no this is what we do like this is what it looks like and so we're gonna go you know, feed the homeless or, or we're gonna you know pray every night or we're gonna have worship on so um, what I try to do, what I've done the past couple of years, that maybe might be more practical to answer your question, is we pick, like, we've picked 40 days, 100 days, um, two weeks. We've picked times where like, we're going to pray for this for our family. We're going to ask God for this specifically, and we're going to believe that he's going to give us some revelation as a family how to minister together. Wow. And so what we did a couple of years ago was, um, like, we spent 100 days praying every day, earnestly asking God to, um, for Matthew 22, um, 36, 37, to be our, like, be the, um, 
the mantle of who we are as a family to be like the core of who we, who we are and that's the greatest commandment to love them with all our heart soul mind and strength so we just said you know every day like, give us grace to love you with all our heart soul mind and strength and then we ask like well what gifts of the spirit do we want him to give us to um to minister to people and so we were praying for prophetic gifts and gifts of healing and so we just prayed those things and that the lord just used that to say and give us these opportunities to love him and then to pray for people. And so then the practical part was we're asking him for this. So if there's someone who's sick, let's pray for him. If there's someone who's lost, let's pray for him uh, because we're asking him for it. And so that made it, that was a huge shift in our family. Like when that, that first hundred day thing. And then from there, just, um, you know, having times of praying and uh, intentional moments. So like you mentioned earlier, some days you don't feel it some days you do but uh just picking like groups of time to say hey you know what for this month as a family we're just gonna go hard after praying go hard after worship and just kind of listen and watch what the holy spirit does i love it i love it too and and making sure like hey have you prayed for anybody today like no like all right we're we're laying hands on dennis today and praying for him you know yeah like giving them the opportunity yeah hold them accountable as well like yeah and that and they love it yeah, that's awesome, man. Oh, and one that's quick, awesome. quick thing. I know uh, I just went long there, but the, you know, a lot of times we hear there's no junior Holy Spirit, right? I mean, so if the little kid has the Holy Spirit just as much. Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit. It's the same Spirit. Same Spirit, and but they may not know how to interact with the Holy Spirit quite mm-hmm. as much because they haven't had the experience with Him. And so what I, what I've been, what we've been trying to do lately is pick some common prayers the Ephesians 1 prayer, you know, Philippians 1, Ephesians 3, just the, those apostolic prayers and say, here's how you can, like when we lay hands on somebody, just pray. And you can say the same prayer over and over and over and over. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Because the the power isn't in the one who's saying it. It's the one who's hearing it. So that's awesome, bro. I like that. Yeah. So getting ready to close out, I would like to ask you, uh, what advice would you share to a non-believer first and what advice would you give to a struggling Christian second mm. I'd give them the same advice I'd tell them to read Luke 15 and Luke 15 um, is the is a parable uh, in Luke 15 towards the end of the chapter is a parable of these two sons whose father um, is really generous and the, the younger son asks for his inheritance yeah um, takes it and leaves and the older son stays and the younger son leaves and he um, he spends all the money and then he's like stuck in a place where it's like oh, he's starving he's cold, he's far away from home and he realizes oh my dad has servants who eat better and sleep better than I do I'll just go home to him and I'll, I'll repent I'll ask, I'll ask God to forgive me and my dad to forgive me and I'll tell him this. I'll say, hey, just let me be a servant. Just pay me minimum wage. I'll, I'll go in the barn. I'll live in a barn because like, I'm not worthy to be your son. So the story goes that he comes back, and before he gets at it, so he, he sees his father, and his father actually sees him first, comes running, celebrates his return, gives him a big old hug, puts a robe on around him, puts a ring on his finger, and then they have a big old feast, and they celebrate his return. And he tries to say, hey, let me be your servant, not your son. And the father wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. And so that's our father. Yeah. 
that's the the heavenly father that's what he's done for us and so when we if you're not a believer if you don't know jesus when you turn to him when you repent and say i i'm you know i've squandered all the things that you've given me uh, i'm coming coming to you just know that he will receive you with his arms wide open he receives a repentant heart he loves that he doesn't want us to perish and same with a struggling believer knowing that every time your father every time you turn to him he is ready to celebrate your return every single time Amen. and so those are the kind of i just say luke 15 wow man that's perfect bro i love that man the gospel is all in that and brother e thank you so much man for being with us today man yes and uh for our listeners till the next time